Hey, everybody. Welcome to Better. I'm Julie Duffy, and today, Dr. John Duffy is not here because I've invited my friends, Mary Carol, who was here before for the uh, Princess Party podcast. Hi, Julie. Good to be here. <laughs> and Mimi Maher, who hasn't been here before. Welcome, Mimi. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So we are going to do a... Uh, I just... It came to me when I was at on the elliptical where all wisdom comes to me. I want to do a podcast with Mary Carol and Mimi. I want to do a mom cast. MC has four daughters. She has a daughter, Katie, who's my son George's age in the workforce. And she has Tessa, who's a senior in college, Georgia, who's a freshman, and Annie, who is a junior in high school. So MC's our high school represent. (laughs) Um, Mimi has two kids. So she's a one-and-done empty nester, a boy and a girl, both in college, freshman in college. And I have George, who's... 24 and working downtown. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to chat about um, life. Mid-semester life is going to be our launch point. So, yeah, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Mimi, you told me the best story today at Elliptahit. So I'd love you to tell that story. Yeah, it's very inspiring. Okay, sure. So I ran into a friend of mine in the airport in Florida. I was on my way to Florida of all places and was an old friend I grew up with in Pittsburgh, and I hadn't seen him in a long time, at least 15 years. And anyhow, ran him to the airport, and we were with my parents. And since we grew up together, we just kind of caught up on, you know, comings and goings of the families. And we ended up exchanging phone numbers. And I got a text from him, and he sent me this text, and it said, Mimi, I don't know if you remember this story or not, but if anybody's ever been to Pittsburgh... There's three rivers there where we grew up. You had to go through a tunnel or over a mountain to get home. And there was no Ubers back then, no public transportation. Long story short, he got himself into a pickle. He was at a party and decided to leave and try to walk home across a bridge over the mountain. This was high school, right? This was in maybe high school, probably college. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe like early college years. So anyhow... I'm not even sure how he ended up getting home, but he was at my house a few days later and my dad said to him, he said, Hey, you know, he's like, you should have called me. He's like, you know, I would have been happy to pick you up anytime, anywhere, no questions asked. And so anyhow, he realized at that point, he's like, well, I didn't call my own father because I knew my dad would have killed me. So anyhow, he just, you know, that was like a key moment in his life when he realized how important it is for kids to have somebody that they can call no matter what, no questions asked. Yeah, and so he didn't. He sent you this. Wait, did you say that he sent you that long text? He sent me this huge text. I mean, we caught up with you know my parents and we went our separate ways, but because we had exchanged numbers, he just said, "You don't know if you remember the story or not," but it kind of made him take like a huge turn in his life. Um, oh, yeah. So I just love that because, yeah, so here, um, you know, we talk about this all the time. Um, It's so important for kids to know they have someone, and hopefully it's you as a parent, to call if they get in trouble. Um, You know, no questions asked or maybe questions later, but just so that that's not what gets them further in trouble. They know, hey, I made a mistake or my friend's wasted or I am or whatever, I can call my parents and some and to pick me up. So, you know, we always told George that and always told his friends that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was a cool story. You had no idea. 
And your dad probably had no idea he had that impact. Right, right. And just, you know, he didn't have the best situation in his own home. And so his only thoughts were in his own household. Well, if I called my parents, I would have been in major trouble. And it never dawned on him to call someone else's parents. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It is. So, yeah, if you, um, you know, so say that to your own kids and, you know, say to their friends, too, you know, overtly put that out there so they know um, because they won't probably assume that's the case necessarily. Right, right. I've noticed recently now that my girls are older, um, between 16 and 23, that they actually have been turning to each other for support, um, which I'm thrilled with, you know, and I think there is a level a time when you don't always tell your parents things, you know? And so I've noticed that like, you know, I just know that they're talking and if some, one of them's in trouble, they'll be talking to the other one, which is nice, which makes me happy. At yeah. Least that's going right. to be a huge comfort. Mm-hmm. At least you got to be able to talk to somebody and then maybe in five years, they'll tell me of all the, the drama that was going on. Well, you said one day it was kind of funny because one of your daughters kind of got overloaded with it, right. Secret story. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Can't deal with it, mom. <laughs> and I think one of them was from you. Oh, it was, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think I had. No, do you want me to remind? Yeah. Oh, well, you, you, you were thinking about putting your house on the market. Oh, right. right. <laughs> and you hadn't told anyone. <laughs> right. So right. really, it was pretty, like, in a pretty laid back kind of Sunday or Saturday sort of way. You said something. I think one. I think one of her other sisters said something, and one of her other sisters texted something, and yeah. she was like, "Oh no! How did I become keeper of of all the secrets? Of all the, of secrets. All the secrets? And oftentimes, these secrets come out when you're driving, which is we were driving, you know. And I think she, I unloaded on her, and then she, she told me things. So, oh my gosh, that's car's, awesome. Car's a good spot. I think kids today now, though, are also relying on their friends. That's the one good thing I think about modern technology is that. You know, my kids will be home and like it'll be like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and they're like, "Hey, I got to go give somebody a ride." Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. I I will say I feel like kind of across the board since George and Katie were in school, they do not even consider driving drunk, right? Like we did, right? <laughs> right? Like we thought Absolutely. we did it all the time, yep. And they somehow, I mean, nope. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> um, right? They, that is just a no, a no, no. And, you know, they don't text. I don't think they text and drive like their moms sometimes do. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Right? Right. No, I think that's true. So that's a bit of good news. Yeah, I think so too. So um, we had some listener questions. We'll take a look at a couple of those. Um, oh, so... One mom wrote, um, should I worry if my kids' grades are slipping from the beginning of the year? And that's how she wrote it. So, mm -hmm. Well, I will say that, that, um, you know, it kind of depends what year they are. So my college girls, I was sort of like, no, because, I mean, you're in college. You know, my feeling was as long as you graduate, be your C, you know, B-ish average you know, there's a lot more that goes into getting jobs and, and having like a successful college experience. So I wasn't very intense about their grades in college. Um, well, that's interesting. And that's a good point. 
Yeah. No, I mean, you're there to learn at this point, you know, and then often you're in your specialty. So you're actually succeeding because you really like the courses. You're not having to take pre-calc if you decided you wanted to be a lit major or something. So, um, but also I just, I just felt like there's just so many more aspects to becoming who you are in college. Um, now my junior in high school is at that critical point where grades really do matter and there's that whole element of oh we not only have to ace our grades we have to ace the SAT and the ACT right. you know we have to be in a million activities and be leaders and all that kind of pressure so I feel like my junior is in that horrible spot which you know you'll probably have flashbacks to you know trying to get them to not be so stressed about junior year of high school but yet, it's a real stress. Right. It's a real thing. You actually do need to do well if you want to get into certain schools. I mean, it's a reality. Right, right. So, I mean, so the, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's hard to try to balance not being like, how'd you do on your physics test right. when you walked in the door? And I'll get you a tutor. And what else can we do you know, to make it good and not kind of go over the top with it? Yeah. If you can have the relationship where you can always kind of check in. Um, what do you, how do you handle portals? Do you look at them? I actually don't check them. Uh, I rely on her to tell me. Um, and she does, uh, she is, as they all are, I think junior year, very focused on their grades. I mean, it's, it's a, it's their society and their peers are actually putting pressure on themselves too. You know, I remember when they got rid of, uh, class rank at LT, you know, they used to, used to know exactly where you, you were. I mean, my daughter knew exactly who was in that top. They know. Yeah. I mean, they know. They're aware. Oh, so they got rid of it just totally. Years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now you're just in the, like, the top 10% or something. But you know that. Yeah. Okay. And I think you just know who's the best in your A-push class or you know um, everything. I mean, they're all talking. Yeah. Yeah. But in college, I mean, who knows? I just ran into one of my friends this morning and... He's like, oh, yeah, we have no idea what the grades are looking like. We were going to call the school and see mm. if we could get the grades. They won't give them to you. Well, I was surprised. Jacks actually came home. They got mailed. Which oh. That's kind that's of old school unusual. midterm. Yeah. yeah. That is super old school for college because it, it's, it's stunning when you show up at um, college and you have to sign or you, they have to sign permission for you to see their grades, right? for you to have their portal. I mean, I always knew, I really didn't look at it very often. I went in to his, um, I can't remember what they called it, but to pay the tuition. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I always had his password, but if they don't want you to. <laughs> well, now you can't do it because they have two-factor authentication. Oh. It's gotten even harder. Oh, right. So he would get a text. <laughs> right, right. I think that's the big thing about college is it really is like as a micromanaging helicopter or drone mom, as I believe a very good friend called me once. Me? Um, yes. Drone? That, that's, that's a drone is worse than a helicopter mom. I didn't call you a drone parent. Somebody did. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit this part. <laughs> I've never used that phrase in my life. <laughs> well, the idea is, though, that I think if you're finding this because you're a new college parent but like you kind of really have to let go when they go to college I mean because you don't get the information in my case they don't let you have it and they are like little people having to navigate their way which is like a big so what were you gonna say oh I don't know I just (laughs) there's just a lot going on I just feel like um you know some parents 
I'm just hearing from some people that their kids are just calling like, oh, wait, this isn't going so well, or, or just hearing news of kids that are actually leaving school or might not be coming back in January. And, you know, as hard as it is, I think for parents, like if your kid is going to make that move, it's like, you know, it's okay for you to do that. Like sometimes people, it takes you a little bit longer to find your path. Oh, definitely. That's the thing, right? Like high school is all about being the same. Nobody wants to be different. And then finally, when they get to college, you find out that, but even as a parent, you have to realize that, um, I mean, some people do junior college first. That's okay. Some people take a gap year, you know, like all these things are okay. And I think it's hard for us to realize like, oh, it's it's not just that four-year college plan that always works for everybody. Right, right. And yeah, it's not linear. And they, like we, we talk about this a lot, that the narrow definition of success we have, and we kind of shove down their throats, unfortunately. And even those of us that know that it's not for everyone and that it's kind of dispiriting, we can all fall asleep to it. Well, it'd be easier if you take the AP and get the grades and get in the blah, 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 and get in the business school and mm-hmm. to, but um, there's all kinds, a lot of really interesting lives are not linear. And, and a lot of lives that are linear, a lot of kids get spit out and maybe they get the great job and then they are sitting in the cubicle going, this is what you guys were talking about? This is what you guys were hard selling? This sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is not a good fit for me. Um, actually, you had a second part of the story of your friend that was also inspiring you know, kind of to this point. Right. Because, um, I ran it, let's put it this way. I ran into him. He didn't have the strongest career coming out of college. And I, again, I hadn't seen him in years. This was before I ran into him on the airplane. And, um, anyhow, I walked into the store, I went into this restaurant and he was behind the counter. And I just thought to myself, Oh man, is this, you know, what this guy's doing after all these years? And, and you were kind of mortified. Yeah, and I didn't even want to like talk. I didn't want to face him and say, "Really, you're working behind the counter at this restaurant?" So I literally just walked in. I turned around and walked out. And come to find out, all these years later, he was in school. So you know, he was working to support himself in a job that would help him. You know, he's back in school again, pursuing a career that you know he was really passionate about and is so happy now. He's a psychologist, right? Yes. Yeah. Which I love. I mean, it's a simple story, but I love that, too, because, again, a lot of our kids have I – mean, I call it corrections. I don't even know that's the right word. Um, but just their paths change. They take a different path. And, you know, the more open we all are to that, mm-hmm. to things looking differently and still being fine, the less time our, we all have to spend – bummed out or mortified or ashamed and kids don't have to, you know, go down to their parents' basement if they come home early from school because there's a ton of that, right? I mean, and I know, uh, I've said this before, I mean, friends of George's that that corrected that had maybe it took a semester off, they've all ended up on a great path, just like your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so to the degree that we cannot go, oh my God, what's up with that? Um yeah, I was going to say, and it's, you know, nice to hear, actually, some of your friends, if they're disclosing, you know, if their kids are struggling, you know, like, a lot of people don't do that. You know, every, right. you, you get together with a group of women, who the kids are all off, and everything's great, everything's great, you know, look on Facebook, you know, everything's having a great, good experience, and I think people then feel alone with it, you know, if your kid's having a hard time, or they want to change schools, 
and that that's that's more normal than people realize I think yeah and I think especially for moms I know at least having a son um I was talking to somebody else and it's like the I feel like the only things that we were hearing from our boys were negative stuff whereas I don't know if it's just because my daughter um, she and I talk all the time about everything and anything and I don't hear anything on my son. And when I do hear anything, it seemed to only be the negative. And I was hearing the same thing. One of my friends said the same thing. And, you know, as moms, I feel like we carry that's like the negativity. If you know your kid's not happy, you just carry right. it in your heart. You're as happy as your least favorite, least, least happy child. Right. right. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Like what kind, kind of things are you hearing? I'm just, or is that too personal? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just, uh, well, it at was the beginning, just, he's an athlete. So yeah, at the he's beginning, an athlete, he was right. I mean, yeah, he's working out like insane workouts. Yeah, you know, punishment workouts. Um, just so much harder than he thought it was going to be. And he was injured pretty mm. severely when he ended his high school season. So, as much as he wanted to go into the season in shape, he was not in shape. So it was really a challenge for him. And um, then he got the mumps. <laughs> There's yeah. a small outbreak on campus. Oh, Siri. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Hi, Siri. What are mumps? <laughs> Siri. Yeah. Siri. Oh, sorry, Siri. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, my God. There was a small outbreak on campus, and he just happened to contract it. Did he so. really? But oh, you know that's... what? Um, actually, it he was fine. They just He was quarantined for seven days. Oh, my God. It was a little lonely. Uh. He oh, got yeah. through it. Um, well, you forget everything's so new, and then put in you're an athlete and you're have these really intense workouts. Mm-hmm. So kids are kind of dropping out, and you're you're evaluating as a student: Am I going to be able to handle this? Do I want to do this mm-hmm. in this new place in this new state? And I forget. Then so many kids get sick. Oh. So many kids get sick because they're so dysregulated, and that's right. just a whole nother like black cloud right homesick you know kind of sad sack piece that's hard to overcome and then you know I'm just now you're making me remember back but like both of my girls had kind of crazy roommate situations I mean my one I mean the roommate was smoking pot all the time and had a knife collection under her bed you know and the boyfriend that stayed over all the time so just all that to deal with right then I remember one of Katie's friends passed away her freshman year so she had to come home oh, for right. the funeral and I remember feeling like that totally set her on a whole you know like it, it derailed her for oh, a while Jack. yeah I remembering now that there's just so many things that are going on that can affect them and their mental health Katie did a sport you know yeah. my oldest did a sport too and um you know in some ways the blessing was that she got this immediate group of friends which I noticed with my second daughter who did not do a sport you know, it took a lot longer to find her people. So there was that plus. But then the managing of time, you know, the physicality that you're describing, um, what, did she feel like she was having fun? You know, <laughs> she'd look at her Big Ten friends going at school and be like, I am not at the football game. I am at an, in a gym, you know. Right. So just the conflict of, you know, did I make the right choice? And And I think they have set really high expectations on what college should be. You know, so oh, yeah. Right. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying like, so that just is always there. They've got these high expectations and nothing's going to meet that always, you know, and especially when you're comparing it to Facebook and everything else right. your friends are doing. 
we we uh, always we've talked about that where you know we're always like oh my god what are you doing next year oh my god it's gonna be amazing mm. and so they don't there's not even space for them to say you know what I'm I'm freaking out I'm scared I'm I don't I'm not happy about it I'm not mm-hmm. excited about it I'm you know I feel sad I, you know that the life that I well Peach you know who we interviewed on, Georgia who we interviewed on the podcast um, even just the college search process she said. At first, she didn't realize why she wasn't engaging, but it's because as soon as she liked something about a college, she might go there, and then she would go to college, and then she would get a job, and then she'd be married and have kids. It was just like <laughs> adulting was just going to come flying at her, and I said, what does adulting look like to you? And she's like, I don't know. It's it's a cloud. It's a it's a gray cloud. And I was like, oh, no, but I get it. I get it. It's so much. Um, wait, I was going to ask you, oh, so how does Jack... How is how is he liking it now? Oh my oh gosh. god! Why well, can't talk? It's amazing. Yeah, is he liking he loves it. Lacrosse. It's he loves it. Um, is it in season now? No, okay. it's not season. Spring. Um, it's in the spring. Okay. But yeah, so he loves it. Loves all the guys. Um, he's like a different kid. You know, it's I think it's been a really positive thing for him. You know, mandatory study hall hours as being a Division One athlete. Um, you know, practice really, he's learned time management. I mean, he's pretty disciplined and, but he's loving it. So that's great. And and they can't miss class. You said, right. Right. So there's, that's kind of a built-in thing. That's great. And the, um, it's, I'm sure it's brutal at first, but, um, there is so much free time that college kids have that they, sometimes that's their downfall. They don't know how to manage it. It's like, Oh, I can do it later. Mm. I can do it later. And they, and the next thing they know, Oh shit, I, didn't do it <laughs> right right can i ask mimi a question did something happen that you do feel like that changed for him or was it just kind of getting used to everything yeah it was just getting used to yeah. everything and right and i think sometimes they don't all. know to have the patience for that you know right. what i mean like same with georgia when she went to school you know her roommate situation got boggled so she didn't get a roommate her major got boggled so she instead of classical oh, studies she got classics which turned <laughs> out to be greek and latin gross so she wasn't enjoying her classes her dorm was the farthest away so there are all these things that were little blips you know that felt like a lot you know, yeah, and it is a lot when you're everything's new. Yeah, I think. and then things don't really fall into place, and it feels even harder adjusting to being away. And then I was telling Julie, I just talked to her yesterday, and the friend piece is component. They all walk that mile back and forth, so you meet friends. Okay, and, right. Uh, Georgia, who we did the podcast with, uh, is at um, is in Edinburgh. Right. No, I'm sorry, she, is it St. Andrews? Right, she's and in that's St. where Andrews. she ended up in yes. Scotland. Yes. And yeah, so that was kind of a last minute. Um, she had picked a different school and then got in, right? Like in May. It was very last minute. Actually, we found out uh, the weekend of prom and graduation. Um, so that, uh, yeah, so we found out the weekend of prom and graduation. So it was a very quick decision. And I think that the college she was going to go to was going to be just perfect. And then she got into. Uh, St. Andrews, and it was always going to be that feeling like, if I didn't choose that, maybe I'll be missing out. And so I I will say, I think she started at St. Andrews with almost one foot out the door. Like, oh, I really found the perfect college, but I picked this because I maybe should be going here. Like the should. If you say should, it's not the right thing. But I think, again, like it took her, where are we, two months into this, eight weeks or something, because she didn't go until September. That now it's starting to, you know, engage. She's 
joined clubs. She's, you know, meeting people, you know. So I think sometimes they don't understand. Like she literally two weeks ago, she was talking about changing. And in two weeks, you know, things are starting to click. Yeah, That's so, why I was asking yeah. you what happened. I don't know how it, it just, things just start to feel better. Right. Well, even Riley, you know, I think you go to schools thinking like, oh, you're going to have a roommate. You're going to have this great mm-hmm. experience. And then, you know, she gets her housing assignment and, oh, great. There's no dorms. You know, the two major dorms that house all the freshmen are under construction. Oh, no. And you know what? You're in a single. Oh, no. And then not only come out, find out she's in a single, but then there's a lot of men and guys <laughs> in the dorm. Not oh, my God. So, you know, making girlfriends is certainly been a challenge but and then the friends that she has seem to be far you know their dorms are far away or whatever but it's just like those small adjustments and Mm -hmm. talking through things like you know she goes to do laundry and there's no there's nothing available it's like okay you got to figure out a time to take advantage of nobody doing laundry so you know even little things like that like okay do your laundry in the morning. So she gets up early, she does her laundry, she has her coffee, she does some studying. She's, you know, taking advantage of that downtime. Whereas me, I would have slept (laughs) until (laughs) if my class was at 11, I would have slept until, you know, as late as possible. I would not be getting up early to do laundry. (laughs) I think there is something to like remembering like how we did college and then kind of having to adjust it and not put like what we do on them, because I agree with you. Like with George, I'm like, well, why aren't you going out tonight? You know? <laughs> you are so funny. Like, you do want to make sure, which is which is what we love about you, that your girls are having enough fun. <laughs> Grades be damned. <laughs> no, I like that point going back, uh, circling back for a second about, um, about college. Not that you... Um, not that grades don't matter, but as long as they're engaged and participating fully, mm-hmm. um, right, it doesn't, it's not as important that they get A's. And mm-hmm. a lot of kids put that pressure on themselves. But yeah, that's such a great point, actually. Yeah, I mean, then they'll do internships, which are probably more critical to getting that future job. Um, just learning things, you know, like, um, interestingly, uh, my one daughter goes to Sarah Lawrence. And uh, they don't really do grades, and they don't really do oh, tests. That's right. And they do these massive papers and presentations. And in some ways, I think that's a better life skill. You know, they're learning to read and Definitely. write and present. And, um, you know, there's still pressure to get it all done. But and, and obviously, if they would go to law school or med school, it does their, what they get translates. But there's just a different, different uh, look at it. We want you to learn. So, I mean, they all want them to learn. I don't mean that, but just, no, you know, right, without right, that right. significant pressure of, right. oh, you got 92%. Yeah, yeah. Takes it away a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and then you're just, whatever, memorizing so you can take mm-hmm. the test. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I was great at that. I could read the stuff the night before yeah. all the time yeah. <laughs> and still get a good grade, you know? Right, um, right. Which yeah. I guess that's a life skill, too. <laughs> yes. So as I was joking. I used to, I didn't have, I did great in college, but um, the dot matrix printer would you know your grades would get mailed home and you could just change a maybe a c oh. to a b <laughs> oh well, i was about my license plate when i used to change my birthday yeah. <laughs> to get into bars so oh yeah Edit. oh my that's gosh. interesting mimi oh yeah no i don't know what you're talking about actually i don't either no i had i was one of those people who, who this is might inspire uh someone or not no but i i i tanked first semester freshman year I was 17. I got dropped off at Iowa. I pledged Pi Phi. You know, mm-hmm. somebody handed me a beer. 
my her my first beer. <laughs> Not anyway, but it was just I and, and I forgot until we started looking at colleges with George. You know, my parents both taught at Iowa State. I mean, I grew up in a college town, a child of academics. I was really successful in high school. I was involved in everything. I mean, I was like picture perfect. I didn't, and college was an assumption. I went where my friends went, and but I, I don't think I had ever even fully toured the campus when I got dropped off there because I don't. I think there's parts of it that I walked through for the first time when I when we took George to take mm-hmm. a look at it. So, yeah, I just didn't think about it, and so anyway, I had that sitting on the floor in my dorm room with on the phone attached to the cord to the wall, calling my parents to tell them my grades first semester, which I totally bounced back second semester. But yeah, I had that like, I didn't, you know, I didn't go to class sometimes. And <laughs> anyway. Well, and sometimes I think that, um, well, like, um, you know, Georgia says a lot of kids are a little bit older than she is their freshman year. You know, some take gap years. I am becoming a firm believer of waiting and being a little bit more mature for going to college, you know, cause our, I mean, I think they're all ready to go, but like what's, what would be the disadvantage of just being a little bit more mature, knowing exactly what you want to study or some work experience. Like, I don't know what caused you to like, you know, just, you know, have that first semester and actually failing, if you will, is actually a good skill to learn. Cause then you can come back. And I know most of us are afraid to have our kids fail. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I think there's something to that. A lot of kids struggle maybe cause they weren't ready or I well, don't know why. Well, I know. And, and, you know, to that point, anything that takes you out of the bubble, I mean, our kids, they live in bubbles. Our, their lives are bubbles. I mean, you know, you know, you might travel, they might have, they have varied experiences, but they're kind of on this train and, you know, then they go right, pull into the, you know, college station and just kind of move in and go. And that's the way it felt to me. And um, I didn't process, I didn't, pro- you know, when you, even when you tour a campus and you listen to other students tell you, I'm involved in this and I do this and this is this. I didn't even have that big picture of what a college, uh, you know, a freshman year might look like. You know, to me, it was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to go through Rush. And Rush was right away. Yeah. Rush was before school even started. So uh, I didn't even consider what life might look like or could, you know, what it could look like, how full it could look like, how multifaceted it could be. I did, so um, to the degree that you might take a gap year or a gap semester and just get out of context. Mm-hmm. Whenever we get out of context, we see things more clearly or differently, right? You go Mm -hmm. to another country or you do service, just get, you just get out, get off the track, get out of, out of context. Right. And you have, have more perspective. And to relate to your story, I went to Bradley and I changed my major three times because I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. You know, I think my mom said international business, that sounds like a good plan. And then I switched to nursing and then eventually advertising. And again, it's like just, you know, some fails and then, Getting back up. So I don't know. Maybe that's just the process of four years of trying to find yourself. Yeah, and how would you know? Right, right, right. I mean, how do kids know what they want to major in? Mm. It's um, so hard. It's yeah. Just trying to figure that out, even, you know, trying to figure out classes already. It's like, you know, I don't know what I should major in. And if I'm going to major in this, I probably 
need to start heading down a certain path. I mean, it's hard for these kids to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Do you think Riley and um, Jack talk? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, yeah. You know, they talk a little bit. Uh-huh. Jack really doesn't. Ha- he, he's pretty busy. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have a lot of time to talk. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Back to that. I remember um, you were, you mentioned, you know, a lot of kids think that from social media that everybody else is killing it. Everyone else is doing college just right. Everyone else is having mm-hmm. a blast. We've talked about this a ton on the podcast. A lot of um, kids have talked about it. Um Jillian, darling Jillian mm. was on and she, um, you know, she's definitely one of those girls you'd look at her and think that she is just got the world by the tail. And she you know, was talking about all those nights in college where she's sitting at home with a mask, you know, a, a clay mask on crying. Um, but you said you were a little worried. You know, Jack's at a smaller school playing D1 lacrosse and you w- worried for a minute if he would uh, envy the Big Ten experience, right? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I think any social media has made it hard for everybody nowadays. Yeah. Like, I know kids. Like, if you go to school and then maybe you have a significant, you know, serious boyfriend or girlfriend when you're in high school, and then you might break up, and then, mm. you know, they're seeing, oh, you know, there's a, my old girlfriend. She's spending all her time. You know, she looks like she's having a blast at college. Where I'm sitting here with a broken heart. Um, it's just, it's made it tough, I think, you know, cause everybody, what you perceive in social media is not always what's happening. Yeah. Even though we all know that yeah. you just don't know it in real time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what about, okay. So, so just in general, like how's everybody doing? <laughs> I guess Awful. you can't go. I guess you can't go. <laughs> no, I guess I, I don't know if you can just go person to person. But so Katie uh, is working. Katie and George are in the workforce. Yeah. And I think the workforce, like if you remember those first year or two when you have your first job, like it, it did not, I did not remember it until I saw Katie, you know, and George uh, doing it. You remember like, ooh, those first few years are kind of nice. They're making a little buck. You know, they are got their own place, with, they're having some fun decorating, or in Katie's case, or hanging out with their friends. You still got your college connections, but you're starting to make some other friends. It's kind of a good time. Right. You don't have that pressure of that paper. I mean, and work isn't so over the top yet of, you know, the pressures of, you know, corporate America. You know, so those are some good years. And the fact that she's in San Fran is fun for her. You yeah. Know, so she's getting, a, it feels like a vacation of which I hope she comes home. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's fun. And then, you know, Tessa, we haven't yet, as a senior in college, we have not started to worry about her job prospects. And I'm trying very hard not You've to You've not go started there. to worry? Meaning that's <laughs> like you're, you're preparing to start to worry? <laughs> You'll be hearing from me. <laughs> Wait, so I want to stay on. So I want to stay in the working kids for a second. because yeah. um, So I think there's a couple points. Um, so, yeah, so Katie and George both got jobs. And Katie's in San Fran living her the outdoor life that makes me hate mine every time I see her posts. Speaking of social media posts, I'm just kidding. I love <laughs> I love San Fran and yeah. it's such a it's such an outside place. You know, you and certain I, I, places yeah. inspire being out of doors. Right. And I am kind of thrilled to see her doing that. Yes. Like I don't know that I, I she was an athlete, but I never thought of her as an outdoorsy. We used to joke that we wouldn't camp because she hated bugs. So I didn't really have that outdoor 
uh, thinking about her, but she, you know, we got her a bike when she moved out there and she is biking all over Golden Gate Park and Dolores Park and just go, go, go. So it is fun, you know, to see her. Sometimes and sometimes that. she'll post like I think she'll wait and then she'll post like all these different places in one day and I'm just like, wait a minute, what? you know, she's like <laughs> on a boat and then she's like on the mountain. I'm like, Katie, where are you? What are you doing? <laughs> now I don't know about you, but I think George and Katie both, you know, they worked hard and they got, you know, good jobs. So I was in advertising, of which, you know, you make nothing back in the, was that, 80s. And so my first years of experience, I had no money. You know, I remember my phone getting turned off a couple times. Like, it's definitely, you know, not having the experience they're having. No, I I failed that in a million ways, which I've talked about before. But um, one thing that's kind of interesting is, um, so George has a great job. Um, He really likes it. Um, I will say that he, and I don't know if Katie has this too, but um, he can work from home a lot, and it's his call, which I think is can be super uninspiring. I get why companies do that financially, and I get why it's great if you you know are older and have kids, but I'm surprised that uh, companies do that for for their littles, mm-hmm. <laughs> for their littles, right. for their like first years and second years because it's not very um, it's not very engaging. It's not very you know it's not very interactive. But his girlfriend's is the same way. Mm-hmm. I mean she has mm-hmm. they both have you know solid jobs um, with great companies, but that flexibility I think is kind of a bummer. Um, and then it's hard you know you wake up and it's freezing and dark and you know you can go in you can get up and get in the shower and get on the train or you can go over to the couch. Right, right. But um, I, so so that's been a little, um, yeah. I don't I don't know if he's loving that actually. Well, and to comment on that, I think for for me and for Katie, the flexibility has allowed her to surprisingly come home oh, easier. That's true. So she can come home for the week of Thanksgiving, and she will work. And she will sit at the table and with her computer, but I get a look at her, you know, and, you know, make her cookies. And, and, and that is nice. So that, that aspect of it, I'm so much enjoying because I remember having only two weeks of vacation when I first started. And, and that would have been almost impossible to see her. But one thing I thought you were going to say is where, um, where Katie is coming from a little bit, and maybe it's this generation, is wanting to, to do good or do something in their, something impactful with their job. So I was more worried about making money and having a job. And I think these kids are more like, am I saving the world? Am I, you know? Right. What, it, what am is- I doing it like, are, right, are we being, uh, are making the world a better place? Are we being conscientious? Right. She did, she was talking about that. I, John has said, and I thought this was interesting. I don't know if you, what you think, Mimi. Um, I think it's to the degree that our kids know everything, mm-hmm. they know the extent of human suffering they feel like they need to make a difference. They need to mm-hmm. do something. And, and then a lot of them, you know, it's like like piling on. So so their psyches are kind of um, burdened, and then they feel like they need to make a difference, and they feel like they don't know how, how they're going to. They Or they don't, they feel like sort of incapable or not enough to. So that kind of piles on, which, you know, but that sensibility can be a, great thing for the world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I thought about what do I want to be when I grow up or graduate, I thought, of what movie do I want my life to look like? You know, like, 
Seriously, yeah. or like it was, it was, it was more again bubbly. Like, oh, I want to like live in the city and see bright lights and wear a business suit. And um, it's like an extra pressure on them almost. You yeah, know? like you can't just truly be, you know, maybe ha- happy or satisfied with what they're doing. It's still there's that something else. The meaning you want meaning layered on yeah. top of it. How? What do you think, Mimi? Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, you know, I. I think it's great, though, especially in this community. I feel like so many people have done amazing things, like you, Mary Carol, with your princess parties, in the Legacy Guild, mm-hmm. um, just helping kids who've lost a parent. Yeah. So I, I feel like as much as these kids do want to do greater good, sometimes I feel like you just have to wait, figure out what it is that you want to do that is really going to provide meaning in your life. Right. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. And sometimes we just stumble upon it unknowingly. So as as much as I feel that it's like just try you know trying to tell the kids just enjoy what you've got enjoy yeah. your job enjoy your friends I mean those were some of the funnest years of my life were probably working like right out of college and just those friendships and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I miss that because I, I mean I said this on another podcast but I actually moved here with a guy I was dating and then I married him like in my early twenties. And, um, so I, when we moved George into, uh, his apartment at Armitage in Sheffield, I had a moment where I sat on the front steps. I felt bad for myself. I just missed that whole thing, that whole living in the city with friends, um, life. So yes, kids enjoy, and you will make a difference at some point. Um, but yeah, they, they want their work life, you know, different decades have had different, um, vibes and you know there was a point where it was just get a job and make money boom 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 that's what you right. want to do that's not really enough for a lot of our kids yeah. some kids I think can feel the, they, they can get into the competitiveness of it like oh yeah I want to get that job and then get a, get a promotion and I, that you know that's something that feels good like but um, that's that's part of it too. I think George is, and his girlfriend too. They're both looking now. You know, talking about mid semester or mid. They both in, been in their jobs like maybe a year and a half, and they're kind of like just thinking about like mm-hmm. what is is this the right thing? And even like what do I bring to the table? Am I doing? Am I giving a hundred percent? Yeah. Um, so yeah. You know, I was going to ask Mimi again. Well, <laughs> like I'm the interviewer here. No, we but like, all are. You know, it's 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 you know, mid semester makes me also think like, because this is your you know your first kids leaving, you know, and you also have probably you know your lot of your friend group has their their first and their oldest leaving. How everyone's adapting, or how are you adapting to that? Because I know for myself, and I've gone through this. Damn it, you know, I had <laughs> my, my third one leaving the house, and do I. I um, actually had a little bit of a surprise because my second came home and spent a, a year at home, uh, came back to Chicago. And so it was a little bit of a fool ya. like they come back right. and the house got full again. And so I had to leave uh, in September and boy, did my house get quiet. And I found myself in a little bit of a sad place for a while. And I couldn't quite figure out like what was going on. I still had one at home. Everyone's like, you still got one at home. <laughs> But it was, uh, maybe it's just knowing what's coming. Like, this is just a big change. Everyone's going to be out of my little house soon, right. you know, and it's going to be different and it's going to be quiet. And instead of six plates, I'm putting out three. And my junior, as I described, is so busy. So, you know, she spends five minutes at dinner and then goes back up, you know. So it's just, for me, it was weird having to adjust. I had a harder time adjusting to this year. I think than I have with the other two. Huh. 
Yeah, I actually feel like I adjusted pretty well. I'm leading up to it. I was like, if you asked me when are your kids leaving, I'd start crying. Yeah. And then once they were gone, I was surprisingly yeah. okay. Um, but I think going through when you look at the fall, a lot of times in the fall for parents, you've got parent weekends that you're going to or football games and things like that. And I feel like when it's really going to hit me, it's going to be in January because, you know, you've got all these activities in the fall for parents weekend. They come home for Thanksgiving. They might have had a fall break. They're going to be home for Christmas. And then January is going to hit and they're going to be gone. And, you know, I'm not going to be going down for those weekends. I'm, hopefully I'm going to get to some games. But yeah, I, bet you I think that's a big change for sure. But then the other thing that my friends and I were just talking about was, you know, what do you do when your kids come home from college and they've been living on their own, living by their own rules, keeping their own hours, and then all of a sudden they're back under your roof again? Yeah. So, so what do you, yeah, well, that's I'll a good just question. comment one thing about Thanksgiving real quick. Thanksgiving was a big um, fool ya for me because I, they came home at Thanksgiving the first couple of years and I'm like, yay, they're home. They're back from camp. Like they're not yeah. going back. <laughs> and then when they left, I really was like, what? This is for real? You know, like this is going to go on. You don't but live here. You don't live here. So anyway, just be prepared for December 1st. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I think it is an adjustment. Have you ever seen that skit on, uh, is it SNL, where the, the way the parents like dote on the kids when the kids uh, come home? Back home ballers. Yeah. yeah it's so funny <laughs> because it's true. Like literally, I'm like, hi you know making their special meals because you're just so excited and then at some point they're like dropping their crap left and right and mom you know get this or drive me here i'm like wait a minute what happened like all of a sudden you realize you're literally turned into the maid and um that gets old fairly quickly but um i i think um well i want to so yeah. so one no, no one point i want to um to linger on for a second is and i agree and i don't know if you well you've had so many different steps but for people that are um, that have this in front of them and they're freaking out, the anticipation is mm. so much worse than the reality of when they left. Because I just had George, and so I was an instant empty nester. Um, I felt like I was underwater before he left. Um, I wasn't drowning. I was just underwater. Um, and then when they start... There's just so much fun and excitement. We're connected all the time through text, and we went down a lot. But yeah, there's parents' weekend, and and the next thing you know, oh, it's Thanksgiving, and they're back. And and there, we we I never felt, lo I never felt disconnected from him. And we were very engaged in the college experience, um, all four years. But um, so just that's just a little beacon of hope if. I think that's absolutely right. Actually, right, it's the pre part because I remember, and and I actually liked junior year in high school better than senior year because the whole time in senior year it's kind of like this is the last water polo game this is yes. you know it's, everything keeps reminding you even if you're not that that's what this is senior rose night or whatever right. it's just too much it's such a build-up and that's all everyone's talking about you know it's like when you're dating when you're getting married when you're married yeah you're getting, getting, yeah but yeah it, it is it, so yeah when they do and if they're happy ish right like once they go to college and you can kind of see them starting to fit into their new world, then it feels better too. Um, okay. So you, so Mimi said she had some people, they wanted to talk about, right. How do you handle when your college, ki the kids come home from college? I, I really, I mean, I, <laughs> I'd cut a lot of morning fruit up and, and, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I haven't had any really issues, you know, cause I just have George, we just have George. So, um, that's just, 
I only have one more than that. <laughs> no, but I mean, I didn't. I, and, and and you know, I wasn't. I wasn't worried. I don't know. It wasn't disruptive. It was just bliss. <laughs> yeah, and I think like to this small degree, like they go out, they hook up with their friends at night, and maybe they stay out like one or two. I mean, mine. To be honest, a lot of their time at home, they wanted to veg. Like it almost is worse watching them watching TV for endless hours because often they don't have TV at school or they're not able to sit there and just their Netflix account maybe didn't work or whatever. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on that you're like, hey, let's do something. And they just want to really chill out, especially probably Jack with his sport is really going to want to chill out. You oh, know? He, but he, he's super social, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super social. yeah, he's very social. Well, like, well so what do you what do you what, what are you, you dreading? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, it was just funny. So uh, the Jack had a fall break and we had some kids over and some parents over, too. And then I went to bed at like 1230 and my friend's like, do you know that my son was at your house until three o'clock in the morning? <laughs> and it's like, whoops, sorry. But, you know, so it's like, do you set those rules, you know, in your house? Like, okay, you're home, but you need to be home by one o'clock in the morning or, you know, I, it you depends on the it. kid, right. And the family and the makeup. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it sort of depends. Like, um, yeah, I guess it does depend. I mean, I, I did not really set too many, and they, she didn't, they didn't really abuse it. You know, I mean, my main thing is always safety, right? So if you can Absolutely. assure if your friend's like, hey, they're going to crash at your house after, you know, if they're throwing back some beers, you know, you're probably fine with it. Um, I mean, I if it's, know. if it's like a hot mess and abused and you're freaking out and you can't sleep as a parent, yeah, you have to say, listen, I can't live this way. Right. I can't right. deal with you being out till three in the morning and me not knowing if you're alive. Um, and you know, Susie can't, but I mean, if you have, if they have siblings and you know, mm -hmm. they're setting an example or, you know, that you can't, um, that you don't want set. <laughs> yeah. Or people have to get up and go to work and oh, your right. kids are home from college and they're out running around. You're like, where are these kids? I need to get up. You know, I'm yeah. busy. They don't have respect for your days that you might have. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's more like that skit that I was describing. I think it's more like that going on where you're going to be right back in the saddle doing the laundry. And it's a crack up because you know that they're doing their own laundry. You know that they're fixing their own food. But it's like the minute they come home, they're like, yay. And I, I will say this. I think one of the biggest things I remember is my kids being super appreciative after going to college. And they appreciate what you've done. Like, I, 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 that's a big growth thing. Like, I, I think there's a big maturity that happens where they're like, wow. You know, because usually the food stinks in college. Yeah. Doing their own laundry in these ancient machines, all that stuff. They really appreciate, like, everything we did. And then we like doing it for yeah. a while. No, we <laughs> no. do. We do. <laughs> I think summers are hard. Like, I think summers, like, it just if you want to look forward, I think... Uh, some of mine didn't do internships or they didn't work or they had a job that wasn't as many hours. That's a little bit harder to navigate, but maybe we'll do that segment later. But I mean, you know, they do need to be busy. They're used to being busy. So just coming home and not being busy doesn't feel good for anybody. That's right. true. That's r very well said. I mean, I think, you know, for Thanksgiving, it's a short break. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't even know if they can get enough rest. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't worry. One of the questions was, um, is it okay if my child sits around a lot over the holidays? I think kind of yes. I think yes. Totally. I mean, it can drive you a little nuts because it's like, you know, you want to, 
but they they just want to veg out, sleep and sleep, you know. Yeah, I, I kind of love that they're home and they can rest and they are kind of back in the nest and they can just gather themselves, you know, and regroup. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they're not with a roommate. They're not exposed to everything. They can just kind of... Oh. I will say something that I feel like I've done as a mistake in the past is I I think like, oh, I should plan activities. Oh, we're going to have dinner with these people and we're going to go see this show. And I think sometimes they just want to be in their room. I mean, the social aspect, you know, like you said, but also just like hey, I'm just going to pick up this guitar I haven't played in five years and just tick, tick, you know, tinker on it or do friendship bracelets, like kind of crazy stuff that like are just in their room and play with their dog. Like my kids love to just come I home. actually was going to say that. Just, yeah, just hang out with the dog. Right. Well, and your girls like to like hang out with each other and laugh and like yeah. bake and stuff. And it does, you know, <laughs> it does take a little bit more like they... You know, kind of need a little time to reconnect. And even Katie, after being out in San Francisco, you know, so we'll, yeah, just hanging around the house a little bit helps everybody kind of reconnect, get comfortable again, you know, just doing stuff, baking or watching The Office. <laughs> yeah, so what do you think? Like, what do you think? Um, yeah. So Thanksgiving is, boy, Jack only has a couple days. Oh, he only right? has a couple days. Uh, Riley, she'll have a week. But so Riley and I will do a lot of stuff probably. Um and Jack, you know what, he, I, I think he had a fall break, which he had almost a week off in the fall. Mm. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to have all this time together. <laughs> we're going golfing. Oh. I had big plans and yeah, none of that happened. He just hang but out with his friends. He wanted to be with his friends and just wanted home. Co- he did not. I was like, let's go out to dinner. He's like, I have not had home cooked meal. So oh, that's a good just reminder. Wanted, actually. Yeah. Just wanted some, you know, home cooked food and just to chill out. Yeah. Yeah, because they kind of need to decompress sometimes, I think. And actually, all kids, I feel like, sometimes need that downtime. Definitely. You know? I don't, I wouldn't, I mean, you're right, summers are kind of endless, but mm-hmm. really any holiday break, mm-hmm. I don't know, like I said, I don't know if they can get enough rest. And right. um, I don't know if you, it might drive you crazy, but maybe, you know, let it go. Don't like, don't have that anticipatory anxiety about the fact that they're going to be sleeping in because they are. Right. And their little bodies need it because they've right. been so dysregulated. Yeah. One thing you said about the midterm thing that I was trying to think about is like, when do you tell your kid, like when they're unhappy or happy, you know, like to, to decide whether it's time to make a change or to tell them just to stick with it, you know, like when they're struggling. Um, right. Oh, well, in, well, in general, let's back up a little bit. Um, in general, I think it's a good idea to check in you know, right? So mid-semester, check in, see what's up, you know, see how they're doing. Oh, this is actually really cute. I want to read this. So a friend of mine texted this, and this is kind of um, relevant. And she has a senior. This is so right. Just turn the light on. Um, she just shared this with me. It's cute. So she texted. So this is about kind of checking in without trying to be too obvious. So her point, she wanted to let her child know, hey, if there's anything amiss, you can talk to me. You can tell me. So she wrote this. Um, so her son is a senior. Um, she said, I don't ever look at grades or inquire because that isn't where we go. Never have. But I felt the need to just gen- to just generally set expectations for how he sees this year playing out. Give him an opportunity to let me know if he might be facing slash anticipating obstacles. 
I generally asked how classes are going, and he said he was passing. And then she sent that mouth zip emoji. <laughs> I casually asked if he was going to graduate. Yes, he said incredulously. Phew, I said silently. Do you intend to march in ceremonies? <laughs> well, yeah, he said surprised. Yay, I smiled gleefully. Wanted it to be his decision entirely. Um, and it was, she said, because basically her senior year, she had a couple snafus that she fixed, but she couldn't tell her parents and she was freaking out. She, and it actually ended up being a good life lesson because she had to go. I think she was short, maybe a, a credit or something. And she basically had to go and talk them into, you know, the fact that she doesn't, didn't need the science class or whatever. So it ended up being a good life lesson, but she just wanted him to know if there was anything kind of probably for her own anxiety. Are you going to graduate? Do you picture the ceremony? Because a lot of kids at the end think, you know, yeah, no one's going to go. No one's going to ceremonies. No one's going to graduate. And, you're, and then you're like, well, grandma and like, oh, the aunts and uncles and everyone are coming and spending $5,000 on hotels. So it, anyway, I, I thought that was cute. She's like, just trying to check in casually and let them know that it's okay if, you know, if something's going wrong, you can tell me. It is funny. Do you find this, like, especially with your daughter talking, is that, you know, there's times when we'll be talking and I'll be getting good information and then I can just like that ask sort of the wrong question. Like, oh, how is that going? And you get the total tone or the I got to go or if you say no, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, you want to keep the conversation going and hear how things are. It's hard sometimes. Well, I think one of the most important things you told me, Julie, at least Julie was <laughs> my hit locker. I'd be at the working out and after I get a text from, you know, early morning text, like, oh gosh, you know, just worrying about your kid. Or um, I think the thing is that Julie made pretty apparent to me is that, you know, it's a place where you, as moms, as parents, your kids like can tell you like what their fears are for the day or what they think is going wrong and just like put it out in the universe. And then once it's out there, it's like they can kind of move on from that. They've kind of put their worries aside and can kind of go on with their day. So, yeah, I thought, yeah, you said you were getting a lot of texts and, and I don't know. I just thought, gosh, maybe they just need to s say it. Like, like I'm freaking out, like whatever it is, like rush starts tomorrow and I'm really scared or, you know, I, I today's or this week's really like a tough week at, in practice. I don't think I'm going to make it or I don't know if this is the right school for me. And if they can just say it or text it, then they can get it out of their, you know, head and it's not ruminating. Right. No, no. And, the, and then you don't. Yeah. And, and this is one of our the toughest things as parents. I feel like I learned this kind of with you. It was just kind of an aha, like. Don't try to talk them out of it. Yeah. But we like want to like, what do you mean? <laughs> or just put our heads on the pillow and cry. <laughs> Probably a lot of <laughs> unnecessary crying too. We've gone through rush and all these things all over again. Just kidding. Right. Oh no, that's true. Like yeah. it's triggering for us. But um, they, the thing too to remember, is they will 
text you that they feel shitty or that they didn't get invited or that they're sad, but then they forget to text you I five know. minutes later <laughs> when, when they're, somebody came over and asked them to come to the room for pizza and they're, you know, they're crying, laughing and, you know, and drooling and having fun. And they, and you're sitting there like staring at, uh, you know, Oh, I know. I, I, we used to talk about this, like even when they were little, like they would say that then you'd look out the window and they're like playing on the swing set. You're like, well, wait a minute. I'm still destroyed inside yeah. the house. Right. <laughs> I'm watching flip or flop and I want to take myself hostage and you're like having fun. Right. right they, right, they forget right. to call. They never call Where's you back news? and say, I'm so happy now. Right. Yeah. Never. Uh-huh. So that's a good tipperoo. And then, um, <laughs> they, uh, Sundays is, uh, is not a great time to talk to your kids cause they're usually super tired. So you can read that as uh-huh. depressed, but they're just pooped. Or starving. Um, Or starving. (laughs) There's like the cafeterias are always out of food on Sundays. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah, I was actually just talking to Georgia the other night and she was kind of just short and words and whatever. And finally I go, Have you had dinner yet? She goes, No, I'm starving. I'm like, Okay, call me later. (laughs) Clearly, you learn. Yeah, learn. That's funny. Um, So, okay, so we've talked a lot about college kiddos. High school. Well, so in general, high school, college, mid-semester, check in. And even if it seems like it's going great, you know, check in with your kid to see how they're doing, um, how they're feeling, how it's going. Uh, and, you know, you will, you know, want to have sowed this, you know, seed before. But, yeah, just let them know that. They, they can come to you if mm-hmm. they're worried about something, if something they feel like there's something coming down the pike that they're, you know, that they're nervous about. Right. And not to, to plug the Dr. John Duffy talks, but one oh, thing right. I, I got from that was the... You can plug those. Can I plug that? <laughs> Especially on <laughs> our podcast. On your podcast. It's excellent. I've seen a couple already. And, <laughs> yes. Thank um, you for coming. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, I think of myself as a seasoned parent, but, you know, there were, a few, you know, several things that sort of was like resonated or maybe re-sparked something that maybe I had stopped doing. Um, and he reminded me that, you know, when the kids are really little, and I teach at the preschool, so I see all these little happy kids and the kids running to their parents and big hugs. And he said in one of his talks, like, when's the, what's the temperature or the environment the vibe in your home. when your junior or senior in high school comes home? You know, is it run to your arms and baked cookies or is it how was your grade? How'd that physics test go? You know, why don't you have plans tonight? You know what I mean? So it's just a different temperature. So, you know, something that I think helps with the stress of the junior year, the midterm, you know, because they have had a lot of stress, right? It, it takes off like that, the stress of junior year. And, you know, so just to not have stress in the home. So try to have like, you know, as much as you want to check the portal every five minutes, not, and just sort of, you know, try to make it a little bit less stressful house well and I think um another thing too is like when you talk about social media Mm -hmm. you know if kids are left out or if they're at home you know I know a lot of times like I Riley was home quite a bit and uh, you know I'd have my friends like hey we're going out and then all of a sudden it's like you need to readjust because you know it was more important for me to be home with her than leaving her well hey sorry you don't have any friends to go out with tonight but dad and I are going out, you know? Right. And it's funny because I was just talking to another friend of mine whose daughter is in junior high right now. And 
she's just had some kids be kind of mean to her socially and same thing it's like you know she's like hey you know I want to go out with and see all my friends but she's like I can't I need to be home and be there for my kid Mm -hmm. so I think it's kind of especially in junior high and high school these years that you know you do need to check with your kid and make sure how are they are they okay are they you know do they need to just decompress and hang out at home by themselves sometimes they just need some space but other times they need you right. to be their friend because their friends aren't being friends to them. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah, you know, for the record, and we didn't I didn't find this out until actually for my older brother's 40th, we did Shaw Family Trivia. And it was actually really fun and we all thought of questions. But I, I cried myself to sleep that night because um I just there were things I didn't realize. My little brothers are six years younger. One thing, though, that came out was, you know, my parents were super social, and they went out every weekend night, and my little brothers, they left them home, and they didn't have the most dynamic friend situation, and they they were sad. They were kind of, they felt abandoned, you know, um, and it kind of, yeah, it kind of breaks my heart. So anyway, that's, that is something to consider, and we live in a very social town, too. There's always a party. Um, so yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I mean, if George is home, <laughs> like we're, you know, and even when he, he lived at home for a while, when he graduated from college, you know, he was working downtown, he li- uh, lived at home to save money. And I'm almost like, didn't want to make any plans just in case he might yeah. decide to stay home, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because if he were home sitting, watching a Cubs game and we were going out, I would be, you know, anyway, but that's a great point. Really. It's a great point. And it's sort of interesting in our house because, you know, if, we would go out and then we had the four girls, they would all stay home, right? And so you wouldn't have to feel bad about going out because they would have each other. If one of them didn't have plans, there would be another one there. So our last is there. So we are more aware of it than ever, you know, to, to if she doesn't have plans, you know, she doesn't have her sisters there to to play with. So it's our, our um, you, you know, it's almost like you we went from being able to go out to not being able to go out again it's, it's been a weird situation but we do the same thing like we're at home if she's around and so yeah that's and why I you don't see me the last one left at home like I didn't mm. even think about it Annie you know with the day that Georgia left oh you know the pictures cried. of her like sobbing I that's got to be kind of brutal our other really good friends their daughter's a senior, and their son is um, in junior high. And he's his dad was just talking to him, and he's super sad that his sister's leaving. Which you can imagine, you know, they have a good relationship, and um, but the see, last Annie and Georgia standing. kind of bickered. So I was sort of surprised Annie was that sad because I'm like, you guys don't really like each other that much. I mean, whatever. I'm not. No, but I get it. But it's still, it's like, oh, it's like I'm the when, especially when you're not used to being an only child. It's like I'm the only one left with mom and dad. It's like, (laughs) kill me. I follow her around the house. Hi. (laughs) I mean, right? And you know, who knows at what point they realize that? You know, I. That's (laughs) the moment I sneak up in the middle of the night. (laughs) Hi, honey. Oh my god. With a flashlight. Yeah, that was, I, that had not crossed my mind until I saw her. Oh, and there was like a funny picture, right, of her, wasn't she like holding on to Georgia, like, don't leave me? Well, I believe she said, um, how are you leaving me with these people? 
<laughs> Sweet. Make my heart melt. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, I feel like we could – we should do another one of these. We will. Yeah. But is there anything else we – you guys want to cover? Check in with your kid. Uh, if the grades are slipping, you know, you don't worrying doesn't really do anything. But hopefully, you have an open relationship and you can talk to your child about what's up, and you know if they are why, and just kind of keep the conversation going and maybe help them strategize. Um, it always helps. It's good if they started out strong because then they have a little more wiggle worm, <laughs> worm, <laughs> wiggle worm. <laughs> Wiggle room. Oh, right. They have a little wiggle worm. No, it's I sold it though, didn't I? No, wiggle room. John was saying that he has kids. uh, A lot of times he'll say, Okay, it's Christmas break. You're sitting in front of me. What are your grades? Before they even start, you know, and just the the power of intention, like where they picture it. A lot of kids don't. I mean, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, okay, what do you need to do to make that happen? How much do you need to study? When are you going to study? And Again, going back to my lame-ass example of just being dropped off and not even picturing the, you know, the dynamics in the life of a college student, the more that you can picture it, the more that you think it through, probably the better your chance of actually making that happen, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to get this grade, and this is what I'm going to do. Um, Laura Kaler, a friend of we all know, and she's a therapist, she, she told her girls, listen, treat college like a job. You could... You could structure it so you never have to study at night. You can get everything done during the day from nine to five, right? Because oh, you're yeah. in class so, right, right. you know, rarely and so few hours. Um, and then, is it okay if my kid sits around during the holidays? Yes, right? Did we decide yes? Yes. yes. Yeah, and then if, I mean, if it's if they're home for six weeks over Christmas or something, or some of the you know are really long, then let them rest. Mm-hmm. And then maybe plan some fun stuff, but don't nag. Right. And no. let them readjust if, you know, I feel like this is the time, especially freshman year, kids are going to come back and they're going to say, I didn't make the right decision, you know. So just be open to having those conversations if if your kid feels like they're not at the right place or doing the right thing. Good point. You had started to say, and I interrupted you, um, you – started to talk about when do you, how do you know, right? Because your daughter, your daughter, your daughter, Georgia, peachy, (laughs) she has changed as she's adjusted, which is so normal. Kids might stay. I mean, I know a lot of kids who (laughs) were kicking and screaming that, you know, they had, their parents had to drag them to college. They didn't want to go. You know, I remember one friend, her daughter's raising her hand like, what do I need to do to transfer, you know, and then she fell in love with her school. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of adjusting. But like, right, how do you know when to call it? Maybe the takeaway is wait to mid-semester and don't panic because those first two months, so much transpires. And so you might think or your kid might think, oh, my gosh, right away, I'm not having as much fun as Susie or I'm not making the sword I wanted or I'm not my roommate and I aren't best friends everyone else everyone else you know is making it and not to panic that's a great point let's just pause on that for a second right don't panic um know that your kid might just be wanting to say it wanting to say it out loud which is actually a great thing um and it might not be the right place, mm-hmm. but they might. They, there is also an adjustment period. It is tough. At some point, you feel like you have to start making arrangements for the next semester if they're not going to stay. Right? Like I don't know what 
how you, how the transfer system works, or if they're going to do a, a, a gap year, a gap semester, or do something mm-hmm. different. Like you, you need to start looking into that at some point. But it would seem to me, and I, I don't know firsthand, but it would seem to me like to switch at the semester break, it would have to be pretty bad you know, to do that right away, you know, because otherwise I would say sort of muscle through it because how do you know right away in that? Yeah, but a lot, of, a lot of kids don't I make know. it. Yeah. yeah, a lot of kids are, uh, well. Um, well, and with the cost of education nowadays, too, yeah. it's like. A lot of kids do, a lot of kids have an adjustment happy. after first semester. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of kids come home for the holidays or come home for Thanksgiving and don't go back. Um, so, yeah, it is. Um, and there's all so that's I'm glad we talked about that. It's pretty common and and the kids I know that have done that have landed on their feet. And I think that's the also takeaway, right? Because failing, if it means changing, isn't maybe it's it's a fail, but it's a, that whatever you're doing isn't working, that there that, that actually will lead you to a better answer. Yeah. Where right? you're supposed to be. Where you're supposed to be. Yeah. You just gotta figure it out and sometimes it's just a different road than mm-hmm. you envisioned. And it makes perfect sense that a lot of college choices or college at all is not the right choice mm-hmm. because, you know, how do you know? And I think these kids too, like they hear parents saying like, oh, I met some of my best friends in college or my best times. And I try to tell my kids that I met some of my best friends later in life. You know, when having kids, we all met such good friends or career paths that happened much later, right? So there's a lot of pressure to make college the end all when it's just really the first step. Part of the journey. Part of the journey. Well said. Oh, this has been amazing, you guys. Thank you. So, um, yeah, so breathe, relax, be chill. Um, be chill with your kids. Let them rest and light up, right? That's all, that's my thing. Yeah. Light up. Light up for your kids um, all the time. Because there's not a lot of people, there's a lot of days when not many people are lighting up for them, including themselves. <laughs> so carry that light for your child, for your children, and for all, all the children, for all the collective kiddos. And yeah, thanks, you guys. No, thanks, Jill. And we'll do this again. It was Sounds fun. Good. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.